if I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast several people. I have a list. I had to stop and be like, is it cherubic? Cherubic? I remember sitting in front of the screen and watching Sesame Street and like furiously trying to learn the words like in my head. Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet poet Alessandra Narvez Varela, performer Laura Hankin, and poet Isul E. Park. Listen in as these three authors describe their new novels and what inspired them, whether that be rethinking how we talk about mental health, classic love stories, or infiltrating secret clubs. Plus, hear them share what it was like to record their audiobooks. Enjoy. Hi, this is Alessandra Narvaez Varela, author of 30 Talks Weird Love. I wanted to raise awareness about mental health and to encourage my listeners to talk openly about depression and other mental illnesses, as well as suicide and suicidal ideation. I know these topics are tough. They're also taboo in our society, but I believe it is to our advantage as individuals, but also to the advantage of our communities, our teenagers, and kids to engage in personal, open, non-judgmental conversation about this. I was inspired by my own experiences with depression when I was a teenager, and also being a girl when the first wave of femicides in Ciudad Juarez was taking place. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be exciting. And if I can cheat here a little, it would also be very new. It's one thing to write poetry and write a story, another to read it. I had a lot of fun, and I also feel that throughout this process, I learned a lot about my characters and about the story itself, especially with the help of my director, Maureen Monterrubio, and the wonderful engineer who was also helping us, Orlando. I realized I had trouble pronouncing Houdini because... I am a Spanish native speaker, so I wanted to pronounce that as Houdini, right? That was one. There was also the word littler, and I still cannot pronounce it as well as I wanted to. Another thing that I not so much having trouble pronouncing it as to switching them up are the words in and and. That was a tricky one for me. I kept on switching those two. In addition, when I had two words with the first letter being an H, I had to remind myself to pronounce that clearly. I'm proud that I was able to capture Ana Maria's voice, which is actually different from mine. Her story, even though it's similar to mine, is also different. So I'm very excited for listeners to get to know her story, 30s, and also to get to know her parents and her friends. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast several people. I have a list. 
I would cast Julieta Venegas. She's very famous Mexican singer and composer. I love her music. And I also love the quality of her voice. It's deeper. And that's what I wish I had. Besides her, I also think about Zoe Saldana. I love her voice as well and her presence overall. America Ferrara as well. And also she has experience doing voice acting. So that would be the cherry on top. Lastly, and this wouldn't work at all because he's male, Diego Luna. He's Mexican. He's been an incredible activist for the social issues that Mexico has to deal with. And again, I just love the quality of his speech. And also I would imagine his body language would also be picked up in recordings. The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved was Tina Fey's Bossy Pants. It was actually the second time I listened to it. I love it, first of all, because I'm a fan, but also the way that she narrated her book made the experience hilarious, but also very engaging and personal. And that's why I listened to it a second time. So I got my dose of Tina, if that makes sense. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is in my car when I drive. I love to be able to be cruising on I-10 and have the author's words accompany me in my various trips around El Paso and Ciudad Juarez. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. I'm out of breath and sweaty when I plop into the red velvet seat next to Chachita, mi mami. She asks, what's wrong? Nada, estoy bien, I say, but my heart is beating in my ears. I am not fine. I try to focus on the movie. A man lived in a bunker for 35 years because his father thought a nuclear bomb would destroy the U.S. Are there bunkers in Ciudad Juarez? I ask Papiringo, mi papi who is mustache deep in popcorn. Ana Maria, shh, he mumbles. Hi, this is Laura Hankin, author of A Special Place for Women. I wrote my book because one day I met an acquaintance for coffee at this women-only social club slash co-working space that she was a member of. So she invited me to come, and I was really excited because I had this vision in my mind of it being this utopia for women. And I just remember going and being really uncomfortable, actually. I just felt like I wasn't impressive enough for all the women there. They were all just, like, better than me. That's how I felt. You know, at the time, I didn't have a book deal. I was running from day job to day job. I was not super happy in my life. And I was in the elevator with this woman who was talking about how her big struggle was that it was really hard dating a celebrity chef because he was never free for brunch. And so it just made me think about what would happen if somebody who felt like she really didn't belong in a place like this had to go and had to infiltrate it because her career depended on it. And so that's where the idea of this book came from. But I made my club way more secret and a little bit cultier. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be fun. (laughs) 
So this is my second audiobook that I've recorded, but the first one was when the city was about to shut down from COVID. And so that was fun in its own way, but also, you know, every break we were running to check the news to see if we would be able to finish it. So it was very stressful too. And this time I got to relax a little bit more and just enjoy the experience of, you know, reading about these characters that I love because I created them and just sitting in a room reading out loud for hours and also drinking a lot of free tea that I've taken from the studio. So that's great. I realized I had trouble pronouncing cherubic. I had to stop and be like, is it cherubic? Cherubic? It's cherubic, I think. (laughs) I'm proud that I was able to handle the tonal shift in this novel. It's a first-person narrator, and she goes through a pretty big change over the course of the book. You know, the book itself sort of switches genres throughout. And I like to think that I still, you know, remained a consistent character, even as the book and the character changes a lot. I'm excited that listeners will maybe get the humor of the book even a little bit more than a person who's reading the book might. Getting to, you know, hear the voices of the different characters and getting to hear Jillian, the protagonist's voice throughout, I think could help with the humor. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Aubrey Plaza, maybe. (laughs) I, I pictured her as Jillian when I was writing. Or like Phoebe Waller-Bridge, but not British. But I don't know how to make that happen. (laughs) The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved was The Searcher by Tana French. I love Tana French generally. She writes these murder mysteries that are really beautifully written, and the characters are so rich. And so this was a standalone, one of hers. She has like a whole detective series. But it was about an American cop who retires and goes over to live in Ireland. And the narrator did such a good job of this, you know, kind of curmudgeonly middle-aged American man, but then also all the Irish people that he's meeting. And it was really a compelling read that I'd recommend listening to. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is in the car, just on a long car journey. It makes the time fly by. But there are definitely times when I get really into an audiobook that I'm listening to in the car, and then I have to, you know, bring it inside with me and just sit on my bed and listen to the whole rest of it because I need to know what happens. And now, I hope you enjoy listening to a clip from my audiobook. Okay, which do you think is more evocative? I asked Raph as we stood in his kitchen chopping onions in the morning light, both of us sniffling from the juice. He has no soul, like a cardboard cutout of a man, or he's pure appetite, like a sentient hungry, hungry hippo. Hmm, he said and paused in his chopping to consider, rolling the words around in his mind. Hippo. Libby had told me I could stay as long as I wanted. Seriously, I love company, she'd insisted. And even tiny rat dog Bella had been growing on me. But it wasn't a good idea to get too attached. So when Raph had gotten back into town the day before, I'd moved to his couch.
Aloha. This is Isol E. Park, author of Angel and Hana, a novel in verse. I was inspired by classic love stories that really moved me over the years. So starting with Romeo and Juliet, and then also at the time reading Pablo Neruda's Sonnets of Love. So I was in a very romantic mood and I wanted to write an epic love story, but to have characters that I felt I had never seen before in literature, characters who look like me, perhaps, you know, Asian-American. That was the seed of the idea. It came in a dream, and then I woke up with this vision of an arc of sonnets across the sky, and it would span four seasons, and it would tell the love story of this young couple in Brooklyn and Queens. When I was growing up, I loved reading a lot, and I would read everything I could get my hands on. And in school, though, we were only learning like Western literature classics, and they were kind of put above everything else. And I read a lot of sonnets. That was the first poem form that I tried when I was in high school. I won some kind of sonic contest and it inspired me to keep going. And I had always kind of wanted to just fill it with something that felt like it came from current times. So that's kind of what inspired it. And I definitely wanted people to see that love is beautiful, sacred, deep, profound, and full of many ups and downs for anybody. It kind of transcends class, race, all of those kind of differences. If I had to describe what it's like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be journey, because it definitely is a journey that we are undertaking when we enter this novel. And it's a journey through words, through poetry, through sound, through song, through psalms, and through a young girl's life. And I hope that it takes you someplace beautiful and it helps you explore places within yourself that you have long forgotten or, you know, have not been delving into for a while. There are a couple words and phrases, <laughs> so I'm very grateful for the team here who've helped me. I am, you know, a child of immigrants. English is my second language. I spoke Korean in my home till I was about five years old, and I learned English by watching TV, you know. <laughs> my parents had to work all the time. I was a latchkey kid, and I remember sitting in front of the screen and watching Sesame Street and, like, furiously trying to learn the words, like, in my head. And then when I got to school, you know, they kind of just threw me in and I had to learn how to swim and I did. And so language has been a way that I have learned to kind of navigate these waters, help my parents. And it's been very useful through my life. And through the power of word, I've been able to, you know, tell the stories of my people and travel the world. So I feel very grateful and blessed. I'm proud that I'm able to kind of complete this in one sitting. It's kind of emotional because this is based on my Life, it is completely fictionalized, though, but there are still like moments that take me back to nostalgic memories. And, you know, in my own life, I did have a long relationship with somebody who was Puerto Rican for over 10 years. And this is kind of loosely based on that. So reading this out loud, it is fiction, but it also kind of reminds me a bit of my past and different people who I've loved on my journey. And so it's interesting. It's not just saying the words, it's also kind of remembering and reliving certain memories and also like seeing how I fictionalize this. So on one hand, I'm while I'm reading the poems, I'm emotionally going through them. But at another level, I'm looking at them critically with a critical eye and also seeing how they work as poems.
If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, my dream person who I could hear the story in his voice is definitely Yassine Bey Mostef. <laughs> I just love his voice. I kind of can hear it, you know, narrating this kind of story. I loved, you know, Black Star and I would like study his lyrics. So I could definitely imagine him or Saul Williams. There's something very hypnotic and powerful and entrancing about both of their voices. And I can imagine them kind of getting into the flow of these poems too. So if they ever felt like doing that, it would be a dream come true, hint to Just kidding. When I listen to things, I like listening to music because that to me is the most healing vibration and music is more soothing for me. So when I listen to anything, I, I like listening to music. My favorite place to read is definitely in bed on a nice comfy couch or on a breezy sunny day at Old A's Beach <laughs> or any beach in Kona. <laughs> And now, hear Isil E. Park read a clip from her audiobook. Psst, Benaka, Ilua, let me whisper you a story. Way back in the spring of 1993, Hana met Angel in the heart of Jamaica, Queens. They were crossing Union Turnpike in the blue of the night when they caught eyes, froze like winter headlights. It was shock at first sight, loud as lightning. The charge between them nearly stopped traffic as the city slipped away like a raw silk dress. Stood two wingless angels, a lovely mess. But desde el primero, love was put to the test. Hana kept Angel hidden from her strict parents nestled in his twin bed, imagine them a rebel Romeo and Juliet. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash nextlisten.